Thanks for taking the time to listen to this NHS Employers podcast. For all the latest NHS HR workforce information, visit www.nhsemployers.org. Hello and welcome to this podcast. I'm Lisa Atkin and I'm the Programme Lead for Skills and Employment at NHS Employers. Today I've travelled to Newcastle to talk to Kelly Angus, who's the Head of HR Services and Development here at Northumbria Healthcare. A bit later on, I'll also be taking a bit of a tour of the hospital to chat to some of their current apprenticeships. Within Northumbria Healthcare, I'm aware that Kelly and her colleagues have been responsible for the rollout of a fantastic apprenticeship programme. In the interest of sharing best practice, I've managed to twist Kelly's arm and persuade her to share with me some expertise about what's worked when it comes to apprenticeships. We've all seen the news recently, and apprenticeships are obviously high on the current political agenda, as is the NHS. It therefore feels that this podcast is really quite timely in considering how apprenticeships can deliver. As part of my role within NHS employers, I'm also interested in looking at how we can best support you, the employer, to tap into support that can streamline recruitment processes. I'm aware that Kelly and her team have streamlined recruitment of their apprentices by linking with Job Centre Plus. Therefore, I'm hoping that today's podcast can also shine a bit of a spotlight on the benefits of working with Job Centre Plus and give you a bit of a flavour as to what support is out there. So, without further ado, welcome Kelly, and thank you for agreeing to record this podcast with me. For the benefit of our listeners, could you perhaps give me a quick overview of how your organisation are using apprenticeships? We are currently using apprenticeships in a number of areas, particularly in relation to developing introductions to apprenticeships. They are not only... um, They are not only introductory apprenticeships, but we have a number of intermediate apprenticeships. We use apprenticeships across a wide sector, so lots of different backgrounds, and we've recently uh, introduced apprenticeships in the facilities area, so we now have apprentices in portering, catering and domestics, which is a new area for us as an organisation. That's lovely. When recruiting apprenticeships, um, or recruiting two apprenticeships rather, have you worked with Job Centre Plus and could you tell me a bit about that, that partnership? We have recently developed quite a close working relationship with Job Centre Plus. Job Centre Plus have helped us with some of our pre-screening, so very much around identifying the type of individual who we are aiming apprenticeships at so they are working with their current communities and their key contacts. They're very much focusing on the NEAT population so those not in um, employment education and training. They can provide a very valuable apprenticeship route for young people into employment and actually Job Centre Plus have helped us match a number of individuals particularly within areas where we haven't thought of having apprenticeships before so we've developed some real bespoke customer care roles and Job Centre Plus have helped us with those. Okay so it sounds like Job Centre Plus have been quite a a good delivery partner in in rolling out apprenticeships within the the organisation. Just out of interest, um, how, how long have you been recruiting to apprenticeship vacancies and how many do you employ within the Trust? We've been using apprenticeships in the organisation for approximately 10 years, the scheme's been running. It began in 2004, quite small scale. It now has expanded to approximately 170 to 200 apprentices a year and they're from a wide range of areas, predominantly health, 
health and social care, business admin, facilities which include portering, catering, domestics and we have a number of IT and payroll apprenticeships which we are due to commence which are very bespoke and very original within their specific profession. That's great. It sounds like you've got a real broad range of apprenticeships uh, across the organisation and it'll be great to go and chat to some apprentices later today. I suppose another question for me, perhaps a slightly more tricky one, would be when sort of thinking about how to really make apprenticeships work for an organisation, I'm guessing that it's quite important to be able to secure commitment on an organisation on a wide level. How have you managed to do that within your organisation and get on board the line managers and the board? And I think in all fairness it's been a bit of a journey over the last 10 years and I think Northumbria has been very keen to grow their own and I think our supervisors, our team leaders and our managers are very much now intrinsically bought into that. Um, We couldn't have done any of this without the support of the board and the senior management team. There is a huge commitment, particularly from the chairman and the chief executive, that we provide local opportunities for employment for uh, people of all ages, but very much particularly for young people. We are one of the biggest employers in the area and we have very, very successful retention rates and that's very much down to Sarah and the learning and development team who work very, very hard with managers to ensure that where opportunities do arise, that apprentices have very much um, a, a very positive opportunity to apply for such roles and with that over 95% of our apprentices actually achieve substantive employment with the organisation. They very much help as part of our commitment to ensuring that we have very low labour turnover but very much that local people are in, do have good employment opportunities. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a, a really positive journey you've been on there Kelly. Um, I suppose you know another question from me there's obviously been a fair bit in the the media recently about how government are really keen to continue to drive up the number of apprenticeships um, on offer what what role do you feel the NHS has to play in this and and what impact can apprenticeships have on on patient care I think in the broader scheme of things the NHS is the fifth largest employer I think in the 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 country Um, I think we have a responsibility and commitment to deliver apprenticeships our apprentices are supernumerary so they're very much learners within the workplace they're very much learning what it's like to be an employee within the NHS most of them at any point in time would have been with us as a patient or who've had a relative or carer who has been with our organisation and I think that very much allows them to see the apprenticeship and actually the work of the NHS from a different side. Um, In terms of corporate social responsibility we have a really active programme, we encourage people into work so we have a developing access to work with Northumbria scheme which is very much a feeder route into apprenticeship so it gives people the opportunity to come and see what it's like to work in an NHS organisation but I think very much as time goes on apprenticeships will be very much on a par with academic 
education and that's something that we're really keen to see from the government. Mm-hmm. And I, I suppose that leads into my next question quite nicely. Um, you know, when, when thinking about apprenticeships and, you know, other academic, more traditionally academic routes of study, um, you know, do you think there's kind of parity of esteem between the two at the moment or do you think there's more that needs to be done? I think there's certainly, um, as an employer, we have we absolutely consider it as equal. I think the work experience that apprentices get with us is second to none. The educational component that they get is excellent. Combined, it's a really, really good grounding. I think in the broader employment market, it isn't always seen as an equal, and I think certainly in the education sector it isn't. But I think employers can really drive this about what they need for the future. We need people who have the right skills, the right experience and the right expertise. And I think our apprentices are in a really, really unique position in order to present their skills to not only just the NHS, but to the wider health and social care economy. Okay then, Kelly. So uh, another question from me then. As, As well as delivering mainstream apprenticeships, have you looked at any types of alternative programs? We have looked at a number of alternative programmes as an organisation and very much uh, at the forefront of our thoughts at the moment and what we are actually delivering is um, a programme for young people with learning disabilities or difficulties. Um, Not as prescriptive as that, often just individuals who have additional needs who perhaps couldn't complete a mainstream curriculum programme. The Trust is looking at different ways to support those people. We've got about 12 young people on the programme at the moment. Um, One or two of them have secured successful employment and we have also explored higher apprenticeships, not only in leadership and management, but we're also exploring the assistant practitioner or the potential route to access higher education for nursing, pre-registration nursing, that's something we're very, very keen to be involved in. We do have a workforce need around higher apprenticeships, and some of that is to think about how we actually develop that as part of a main workforce tool, but also how we use that to encourage people to consider the wider Uh, pre-registration routes particularly in the sciences and also in other what would be classed as once they graduate as registered healthcare professionals. Thanks Kelly that's really interesting. I suppose my my final question for you today um, would be you know just thinking about how apprenticeships have been delivered within Northumbria Healthcare what what tips would you give for an employer who is just you know wanting to take the first steps in, in delivering apprenticeships? I think for employers, it's often quite difficult to see what an apprentice um, will or an apprenticeship will look like at the end of a program. It's quite difficult to think. So, what skills and experience will this person complete at the end of their program? I think what's useful is to go and see another employer, go and meet with another employer, listen to other people's experiences. But very much, much of it is as much as you will get out of it is what you will put into it. We invest very heavily in our apprentices, and rightly so, because actually they are our future of our organisation. But I do think, actually, from an employer stepping out, going see what somebody else is doing, going have a look at what they're you know, there's nothing wrong in that because actually you can learn a lot from other people and that's certainly within the health sector, we certainly do that. We learn from each other, we share experience, but I would say go and, go and listen to somebody else and see what experiences they've had. 
good and bad and actually think about what will work for you. Okay, that, that's great. Thanks, Kelly. I think it's been really valuable for you know, us to come out here today and listen to you and listen to your journey when it comes to apprenticeships. I'm really looking forward to meeting some of your apprentices a bit later today. I'm Lee. I'm a facilities apprentice and I'm in the kitchens at the moment. I've brought you to the kitchens today to show you what happens around lunchtime because right about now they're preparing the trolleys and the porters over there are going to be taken to the wards. Thanks, Lee. Um, so here I am in the kitchens with Lee and Iqbal, who are both facilities apprentices here at Northumbria. Could I ask you both to tell me a little bit about your day-to-day duties as an apprentice? Well, day-to-day we um, we assist, like with me in the kitchens, I'll either assist like the, the kitchen staff prepare the food, or could be with the hosts uh, preparing the trolleys to take to the wards. I could even go on the wards and help serve the nurses the food. With me as a porter, I'll be uh, helping uh, taking uh, food trolleys towards and uh, taking rubbish uh, from the wards to the actual uh, compound where it belongs and uh, taking uh, patients A to B or uh, B to C uh, or uh, any other duties consist of portering. Thanks, Lee. Thanks, Ixbel. Uh, sounds like a, a really busy and varied role. So now I'm sat in the canteen with uh, five of uh, Northumbria's apprentices, uh, just having a bit of a, a chat about their apprenticeships and just interested to get a flavour about what you enjoy most in your role. Hi, my name's Sophisa. I, I like to um, communicate a lot. So my colleagues working with my colleagues and like because they're really lovely and friendly just working with them kind of makes my day so it's just it motivates me and to do my work because I love what I do um, it's just getting that work done and the adrenaline as well I just love doing it really okay so another question from me then I'm quite interested to learn a bit more about how you're supported in your role as an apprentice within the trust Hi, I'm Adam. Um, I was a business admin apprentice. Uh, I was based in computer services um, on the admin team and information governance team. Um, there's a lot of support for apprentices because um, like, they've got teams for them. And obviously with my team, I was allowed like time off to go to the training, um, continue my exams. Um, also, I was a part of the Apprenticeship Challenge, which was going around um, schools in the northeast promoting apprenticeships to um, young kids from the ages of 14 to 16 to get them involved and show them that it's not all about going to university or college. Um, there's other routes into um, the work, like into a job. Um, obviously, apprenticeships don't normally appeal to younger um, children, like younger teenagers with. Um, not a lot of qualifications obviously like they can get in um, it's not all about having qualifications it's about um, having the motivation and um, the determination to prove yourself I'm Natalie, I work in HR uh, and what attracted us was I started as work experience first coming into the trust and then through work experience I got onto the apprenticeship and I'm now currently doing my apprenticeship in HR so doing my NVQ. So Natalie, that sounds really interesting. Can you tell me a little bit about where you'd like to be in the future? Well, working in HR on the reception, it's opened more opportunities instead of just sitting in an office. 
with like a desk it's kind of meeting new people it's kind of giving us the experience of meeting different people people from different backgrounds and kind of opened up um open doors known having the experience of dealing with different situations because when somebody comes in from HR it's a different person every time and they have different kind of days and however they're feeling so it's actually given us quite good experience for wherever I go in the future. So now we've travelled up to Ward 9 to meet Gabby who's one of the healthcare apprentices here. Hi Gabby. Hello, hi I'm Gabby, I work on Ward 9 North Tyneside General Hospital. I'm an NHS healthcare apprentice and I work on a trauma and orthopaedic ward that deals with anything ranging from dementia patients to medical or surgical borders. Thanks Gabby. Can you uh, tell us what attracted you to an apprenticeship? I just thought that learning and training at the same time as getting experience was a perfect opportunity because when you're working with patients you'd need the experience as well as the, the nursing and the like education side of it as well. Um, what particular aspirations do you have for the future? Are you interested in a career in nursing? Definitely, definitely want to be a nurse, um, but I definitely want to get my experience up first. I don't want to go straight into nursing. I want to get a feel of and of a different ward and different like different medicals, surgicals, any type of experience I can get really. That's great. Thanks, Gabby. <laughs> To our listeners, I hope you found that useful. I'd be really keen to hear any of your opinions or your thoughts, so please feel free to either send me an email, lisa.atkin at nhsemployers.org, or drop me a tweet, my handle's at nhse underscore lisa.